102.7 ESPN Studios in Austin, Texas. This is the Jeff Ward Show. Hey, welcome to our little show. Here's the way it works. I riff on stuff and you react. The phone numbers, you'll need them. You ought to use them for a change. 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. You can follow me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week. I'm at Jeff Ward Show. That's at Jeff Ward Show. If you want to post comments, you should. Bring your A game. Please don't suck. Try to make the show better. That's at Jeff Ward Show. Uh, want to check out the show podcast? Do so. You can find the Jeff Ward Show podcast wherever you download your podcasts. You can subscribe to it. You can also check out the YouTube channel as well. The host looks like Shrek. He sits in front of a weird wall with some graffiti on it. Subscribe to the Jeff Ward Show YouTube channel. We drop that each afternoon as well. The Will Arch Manning play headline and tweets are becoming nauseating. So I'm going to work hard at making an argument about, and follow me here, it's going to seem nerdy, but I, but I think it's an important distinction that people should follow. I'm going to make an argument about the difference between having great quarterback skills and playing quarterback great or playing quarterback really well. And it's a really, really important distinction that I think needs to be set out there. I hope it needs to be set out there. I hope you get to see it in action, actually. So the Texas-BYU game should interest you for one reason. Now, if you're a fan, you're a fan and going to watch regardless. But here's, the why, here's why this game is fascinating and significant. Assuming he's playing, that's the assumption right now, can Malik Murphy of Texas play quarterback great? Now make sure you heard what I said. Can he play quarterback great? Or, to be fair, can he play quarterback really well? The significance of this game is not about Texas trying to stay alive for a Final Four chase. I mean, that, that's part of the storyline. But what I think is far more interesting and significant is because of Malik Murphy and Steve Sarkeesian. That's what makes this game really interesting. And so follow me here. For Malik Murphy, playing on Saturday against BYU or playing against BYU or playing against anybody, really, for Malik Murphy, the game is the equivalent of a free agent contract game. Okay? It is. Uh, play really well, and you're a hot free agent that can go anywhere you want. Play really well, you can be the quarterback of Texas. It could also mean this. Malik Murphy plays really well, and you then make Arch Manning a hot free agent. Those things are significant. That's just a way of life. The legacy in the name of Manning doesn't mean anything here. What means everything is how well this kid plays. So here's what's fascinating about this kid, Malik Murphy. Okay? He has great quarterback talent. Okay? That's one thing. <laughs> and I think people often get confused about what is the difference between playing quarterback great and having great quarterback talent. Because they don't always work out. He has great quarterback talent. Can he play quarterback great? And there is a big, big difference. The football world is littered 
with quarterback talents. The football world is littered, college and pro, is littered with talented quarterbacks who don't play quarterback great, who don't play quarterback really well, who don't even play quarterback very well. The NFL is full of guys who aren't great quarterback talents, but who play quarterback really, really well. Classic example can be used over and over again, although the most recent example would be Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. He plays quarterback really well. Tom Brady had really good quarterback talent, had good quarterback talent. The stuff about running doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And stop, stop that stuff, okay? When you hear somebody say, my quarterback can really run, that's a fast track to getting hurt. Tom Brady had good quarterback talent, at sometimes laughable talent, but it, it was still good. But he played quarterback better than anyone that ever played the game. You hear me? He played quarterback, the position, better than anyone that's ever played the game, except for maybe Patrick Mahomes, but we'll give it time. Texas starter Quinn Ewers. Guy's got a bad shoulder. He's not, apparently not going to play this weekend, maybe out for a while. Quinn Ewers has good quarterback talent. He plays quarterback good to very good. Not great, but he plays the position well to really well most of the time. So playing the position, just so you know the big difference here, okay? The big difference here, this is why you want to watch this kid Malik Murphy and just sort of watch and see if Steve Sarkeesian is really the quarterback whisperer that people talk about. But playing the position well, I didn't say having great talent, I said playing the position well is about... Good decision-making. It's about executing risk and reward. It's about being fearless but smart. Having great quarterback talent um, is like being good at the driving range. And they're everywhere. Well, there's talents. It's the driving range. How many people can play the position really well? How many people can play the position great? You know what makes a great quarterback? It's none of the other stuff about running. It's none of the stuff about arm strength. It's about, is that a surgeon? That's what playing great quarterback is. And that's different than having great quarterback talent. So can Malik Murphy play quarterback really well to great? Really well would be good enough. See, he has, and you'll see it. I mean, it doesn't take an expert to see it. Okay, he has great quarterback talent. I didn't say he has good quarterback talent. I said he has great quarterback talent. He has, it's off the charts, actually. The eyeball test, if you haven't seen him, and again, people, there's no reason if you have a life, if you're a normal human being, there's no reason for you to watch college spring training. That's, nobody with a life would do that. But if you, the only time I've seen him, the only time that matters, because, you know, high school doesn't matter. Practice doesn't matter. Spring games don't really matter, but it's all we have. And what you do take away, anybody that watched him, is you see this incredible talent. You watch him drop back. You watch him put his foot in the ground, important term, not the feet moving around. That foot get, goes to the ground and it stays there. Okay, you've heard you hear analysts say all the time, does the quarterback put, put the stake in the ground? That means they're not moving around. That means they're not shuffling their feet. That means that leg goes down, and he lets it go, and there's nobody that could watch him and not say, oh, my gosh, what a talent. That's talent. The eyeball test is very clear. 
And I'm not saying running. Okay, forget the running part. Stop with that. Stop it. I'm talking about a guy who can be surgical surgical in how he throws the ball. That's playing great quarterback. So he puts his foot in the ground, and the arm motion, the arm strength, the movement, all of it is off the charts. It really is. But that doesn't mean anything until you can play the position really well to great. So that difference is huge. As I said, the world is full of it. The University of Texas program has been full of great talents who can't play the position great. Heck, they had a guy with no talent who played the position great, and his name was Major Applewhite. He played quarterback great. If anyone watches Malik Murphy play, anyone that did watch him play in the Texas spring game, which is what, a dozen passes maybe, maybe more than that, um, you knew instantly he has great quarterback talent. There's nobody else that I've seen out there that has that kind of talent. But that's not, that's not it. So few players, if you just watch him, few players have the footwork, the size, the ridiculous arm strength, the arm motion, all, you know, all these intangible stuff at the driving range that really matter. Got it? So playing quarterback great is not about speed. It's not about running down the field because you're going to get hurt. It's not necessarily about arm strength. It's about being a surgeon. Um, This is the greatest test, I think. I don't know if it's the greatest test. Yeah, but it's an interesting test for Steve Sarkeesian, too. So this kid, Malik Murphy, is playing for either the job at Texas or if he plays well, Whatever else, wherever else he wants to go, and he can have his options. Or he plays so well, he drives Arch Manning somewhere else, and yep, that's life. For Steve Sarkeesian, for this kid to play well, it does, it is that resume builder. Uh, it is that resume st- staple that says, hey, okay, you are the quarterback whisperer. It's a really interesting test. It's like a petri dish of quarterbacking for Steve Sarkeesian and Malik Murphy. It's interesting. The football part of this is really interesting. So if the guy really is the quarterback whisperer, we're about to find out. Because you can take a guy with talent, but can you make him play quarterback well? That's the reason Texas-BYU is interesting. It's really the quarterback Petri dish. It's a, you know, college football to me is mostly pretty boring and pretty predictable and kind of disconnected and kind of chaotic. Um, But this one is an interesting setup as the quarterback Petri dish for... Malik Murphy for Steve Sarkeesian and quite possibly even for Arch Manning. The the stakes in this game for the immediate future of Texas are fascinating. One of them is going to stay and someone's gone. Someone's going to take, I assume, going to take Quinn Ewer's place, although I want to tell you this, I'm not quite so sure that guy's destined for the NFL like everyone thinks. I'm not sure he's not going to get caught up in a numbers game, and I'm not sure he's quite the first-round pick that a lot of you think. So I'm not certain that that Quinn Ewers is definitely in the NFL. So this is a battle for the Texas quarterback job now and in the future. So that's why the game is interesting. Does Texas have a player? Okay. Does Texas have a player, really interesting, super talented player that can play quarterback well to great? Or, right, everyone's seen this and been through this. It's the driving range, right? It's the driving range. Or do they have another great quarterback talent and it stops there and that's there's plenty of those there's not many guys 
There's not many guys that play quarterback really well who play quarterback great. There's not many guys who are that surgeon. That's what you're watching for. All right, on Twitter, it's at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. Smoker voice. All right, the phone number is 512-834-1027. That's 512-834-1027. I knew, I think I've said it, I knew the Aaron Rodgers anti-vax rants that seemed to be coming pretty steady at this point. I knew they were going to become a problem. Or at least, let's put it this way, at least a hassle. So Pat McAfee, who does a show on ESPN and has been easily, this is not a stretch, easily one of the hottest commodities, if not the hottest commodity in the spoken word space. That's what I call my industry, the spoken word space. Um, He has cultivated and created, but with ESPN's help, um, it's been a it's been a very good marriage to start with. But he's cultivated and created the biggest superstar guest show there is that I know of. I correct me if I'm wrong, but um, it's a big guest show. The guests saw it's a guest friendly show, and big names are on it. He gets the biggest names, and it's guest friendly because it's light and fun. And that's the way it works. I that's it seems to like it, be really, really good at it. ESPN has embraced it. So all that stuff is happening. It's a guest show. It's about big name guests. Now I'm not that guy, of course. Um, guests don't want any part of me, and I typically don't want any part of them. So there's you know there's different tastes. Um, but he and ESPN have hit a home run. They really have, and the lineup of guests is off the charts. It's safe. And that's, you know, that's what guests want. They want it to be safe. They want it to be lighter. They, they don't want someone like me. Um, but it's safe except for one thing and one person, and it's getting to be a problem, and I knew it would. Um, one of the big reasons the show it took off, obviously, is because of the Aaron Rodgers weekly segment that he had even before he was with ESPN. I guess he was just on YouTube, right? It was just a YouTube channel. Really successful, though. Um, and so he had Aaron Rodgers on, and that segment launched the show into the stratosphere. It was a no-brainer for ESPN to do the deal. It was a smart move. And so he, all this stuff is going on. He's having Aaron Rodgers on regularly during the drama of will he or will he not retire? And turns out now we find out that Aaron Rodgers is a paid guest, paid really well. I've got mixed feelings about that. You can think whatever you want of that, paying him to be a guest. But you can't deny it's had a positive return, whatever they're paying him, except for the rants. I knew the anti-vax grenades. That's what I'll call them. That's what I call people who like to have opinions that have no thought about the opinions, that have no ability to back up their opinions. I call them grenade throwers. It's dumb, in my opinion. It's just dumb. If you got an opinion, back it up. State it. State it clearly and back it up. So I call his anti-vax moments anti-vax grenade throwing. And I knew it would start to create a problem. I knew it. I knew it. He likes it. So here you go. Now you're going to think, well, what's the big deal here? Well, McAfee, who's got this successful show, light guest-oriented show, it's really doing well. And sure enough, this anti-vax grenade throwing is starting to become a problem. When last night, Aaron Rodgers will join us at 105. 
he'll be breaking down all the latest uh, vaccinations. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we won't talk about anything else. Obviously, that is all we talk about the entire uh-huh. time, even though that's maybe the only thing that people would seem to cover in one particular part of the world. And then they say that's all we talk about. Interesting stuff. But Aaron Rodgers will be coming on. Big game for the Jets. Dude. Yeah. They got the Giants. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Okay, this is New York. Now he's frustrated. He's frustrated because the anti-vax rants make news. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Because they're dumb. They're not backed up by any thought. And most importantly, they're not challenged. So the anti-vax rants, grenade throws, have started to make news. And it's a pain in the ass for McAfee. I think it's pretty clearly a pain in the ass for him. He doesn't want to hear about it from other people. I don't blame him for being frustrated. But Aaron Rodgers is launching grenades because he thinks it's cool. He's unchallenged. But the show is about guests and guests having fun. And he's starting to hijack it. I knew it. I said it last week where they started on this other Fauci blah, 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 blah. Which you can go Fauci all you want, but could you at least finish a sentence? Back it up, man. Intellectual honesty is a nice... I know we have very little of it in this country these days, but it's a nice change of pace. Intellectual honesty. Now, before anyone says it, because I know this is the way it works, I know it well, well, shut up, Wardy can say what he wants. You're exactly right, buffoon. He can Absolutely. But McAfee is mad that it's making news. There are people out there, myself included, although I think Aaron Rodgers can be interesting when he's talking about football. I found him interesting the other night. I saw Bill Maher's segment when he's talking about drugs. I'm perfectly fine with being different and interesting. When you have thoughts, full sentence thoughts, real meaning for a change. But... McAfee's mad because it's making news. I bet you I've now pointed it out every single week. And a lot of us are mad that he's not challenged. I'm mad all the time. I can't function in this world because there's no thought or challenge or anything of any intellect whatsoever. So, yeah, he can say what he wants. You can share it. Listen, everybody, stop with that. Stop with that grenade throwing, okay? That's straight from Talk Radio 101. Let me just call you a name and I'll move along. Share your opinion all you want. Share your controversial opinion all you want. But back it up. Okay, back it up. Welcome challenges. Aaron Rodgers does none of that and it's going to get worse. Because that's what he likes. He gets to do it without being questioned. And McAfee is the one that gets blowback so you can tell that he's starting to get frustrated. It's all too successful, in my opinion. I'm guessing here, but it's probably all too successful for anyone at ESPN to say, oh, man, could you cut it out? I don't know if McAfee can say, hey, man, could you just cut that stuff out? Let's just move on. It's light. Let's just do the light thing. I don't know what they can do. Um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, it's interesting about Aaron Rodgers. In a world of athletes who don't want to share opinions, which is fine, he likes sharing his views, and he's not a dumb guy. And he's not a dumb guy in other stuff. He's dumb on this simply because he just won't follow up with a thought. I saw him. I watched a clip. I uh, I do watch this. I don't watch the shows live because I just I can't do that stuff. But I watch Bill Maher's show often, his podcast show often. I find it challenging. I find disagreement interesting. I find I find that he finishes his thoughts no matter if you agree or disagree. 
Um, there's some game there. It's nice. It's nice to hear somebody have some intellectual game. And so Aaron Rodgers is on with him. And, you know, I mean, in that setting, because Marv won't let him, won't let him dumb his way out, um, at one point, I don't know what the context was, he, he offered up his position on the government being involved in regulating abortion. Now, of course, that's a train wreck 99% of the time. But to say this is a compliment to Aaron Rodgers, and you can disagree with him all you want, but unlike his anti-vax grenades that are starting to be a hassle for everyone, um, he, he gave his reasoning for the government not being involved. He backed it up with his reasoning. He acknowledged that his thought may not be popular, but he did offer up an intellectual argument of why he thought the government involvement was not I've heard him do this before, too, and I will agree with him about the governments, that's you, the taxpayers, involvement in the war on drugs. The war on drugs, in my opinion, apparently Aaron Rodgers, too, is a colossal failure that has no economic nor health basis other than propping up law enforcement. The data says it's a giant failure. It's not really based on any sort of real economic theory. It's just based on, in my opinion, propping up law enforcement. So I'm also a guy to be full anarchist that can join Aaron Rodgers on some thoughts. I don't believe the government should be involved in marriage. I didn't say your marriage is good or bad. I didn't say your marriage is religious or not religious. I just said I don't think the government should be involved. I think a lot of our laws, to agree with Aaron Rodgers on some things, have no level of fiscal nor health-related common sense. I think we're governed by the angry elderly. So I'm a total anarchist. But McAfee... And this is, this is what Aaron Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers likes to be known as an intellect. He likes to share it, and sometimes he does. And so this is really the position he wants to cultivate. I guess when he's bored and not playing football, he's going to keep dropping these grenades. And frustrated McAfee and maybe even his employer are going to have to start dealing with this. Because McAfee, in my opinion, can't be mad at everyone else because the reality is either you challenge him on his Fauci anti-vax hand grenade, or he'll just keep doing it. It's going to drive you crazy. All right, on Twitter, it's at Jeff Ward Show. Jeff Ward, weekdays on 102.7 ESPN. All right, Smoker Voice. Uh, on Twitter or X or whatever we're calling it this week, it is at Jeff Ward Show. Jerry Jones is on the clock. Listen to me. I'm not kidding. Jerry Jones is very much on the clock. Jerry, the man with the plastic face, Jerry needs to make a signature move, and he needs to make it right now. Right now. Um, in fact, here's the upside for Jerry Jones. The ego upside for Jerry Jones, which is, you know, probably everything. Jerry can make a move that. I won't even say if, when it pays off, he can own it. And he can own how well it worked. He can do the thing that I submit to you he has been wanting since the day that Jimmy Johnson left because they were, you know, in some soap opera drama. And that is, I did it. That's what he wants. He wants, he wants that trophy, a trophy so badly, post-Jimmy Johnson, so he can say, my players, my picks, my moves, my trophy. Because everything won before for the Cowboys, I think most, I think most people attribute to 
Jimmy Johnson and moves made by Jimmy Johnson. So, so Jerry Jones can't get his hands around a trophy with his signature all over it. I'm telling you right now, he's got a chance. He's got a chance. Jerry needs to make a move to get the best power back of the past, easily past 10 years, maybe even past 10 to 15 years. The best running back of the past five years. And you're going to say, I know, we're going to have a nerdy disagreement. I'm fine with this. You're going to say, but Jeff, running backs? That's not, why? I can tell you exactly why. Jerry needs to acquire Derrick Henry during the free agent window. Absolutely. You're going to say, well, wait a second. Why is Derrick Henry for sale? Everyone is for sale with the Tennessee Titans right now. It's a fire sale. They've stuck them all. You know, you stick the old desk out by the curb, take it. That's what the Titans are doing. They're blowing it up right now. There is not, um, I could argue, I could argue that there's not a team that needs Derrick Henry more than the Dallas Cowboys. There's not a team that could use Derrick Henry more than the Dallas Cowboys. There's not a team that he could be more valuable to than the Dallas Cowboys. So it's the right time and the absolute right move. The window, and I mean, this is where I think there may be where the issue could get really sort of mucked up. And I don't know how many of you feel about this. I think the window of the Dallas Cowboys is, is closing really fast. And I think a lot of people look at them and go, well, that, how's that? Ward, how can that be? I mean, look, they got Micah Parsons. They got young players. They're not going to be able to hang on to many. I really think that window is slamming shut. But I don't know if Jerry thinks of it that way. Because if you think of it that way, you make a move to get Derrick Henry right now. If you don't know who he is, just go to Google and watch him run over people. He's like an Optimus Prime of scoring. So you, you try to win a championship right now. That's what you do if you're Jerry Jones. There, there's no, there's, nothing is about tomorrow. Nothing is about next year. You try to win it right now. I believe you're in your best spot as a franchise, the Cowboys. They've been in since since the mid-90s. You make the move now. For the guy who loves to be known as dealmaker and blah, 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 this is so set up perfectly for him. And the window is closing. You make the move. Derrick Henry... Don't give me this stuff about, well, you know, it's, it's almost midseason. What do you mean? You hand the ball off and he runs over people. There's no playbook. He has three plays. Right, left, and he does this weird pass thing every now and then. That's it. You don't have to worry about that stuff. It'd be great for Derrick Henry, too. The guy deserves a chance to go out a winner. He does. It's a fire sale for the Titans. Yeah, Dallas, I give up whatever, Dallas. Your window's now. Your window is now, Jerry. So here's why, it, football-wise, it makes perfect sense. I'm telling you as a franchise, it is the absolute, it's almost a requirement, I think. I don't know if Dallas can get, I don't know if they can get to the NFC Championship game without this move. It's close. But I think they do get there with him. Here's why, okay? So think of it this way. There's very few teams where you would say a running back is all that important. Derrick Henry, number one, is a red zone scoring machine. I'm telling you, he is the Optimus Prime of scoring. What does Dallas have a problem with? Red zone scoring. 
I don't know why, but this dude is... It, this is the guy. This is the Optimus Prime. This is it. You'd go, go run him over, Derek. Get in there. Give him a bunch of bonus clauses for touchdowns. And you say, buddy, if you do nothing else, you're going in the game inside the 20 and you're not coming out. Number one, he's a red zone scoring machine on a team that desperately needs it. Number two, he is a clock chewing machine as well. I'll keep using Optimus Prime because I can't remember. Bumblebee was the other. Remember Bumblebee? I love Transformers. I think Transform- the first Transformers was great. I liked it. Is that childish? Bumble- remember Bumblebee? But he- he's, he's the Optimus Prime of, of chewing up the clock. And see, Dallas's best game, this is why this is different for Dallas than any other team. Dallas is built for this. They're built for a slow, clock-chewing game. A low-scoring game. What they did to the Chargers is exactly how they want to play the entire year. The games for Dallas are going to be 21-17 games, ideally. That's what Dallas wants. That's what they're built to do. That's what they want. It's the only way they can win. It's the only way they can win. No one helps you more at that than Derrick Henry. The guy, (laughs) you look up and the game will be over. It might be an hour and 15-minute game if you give it to Derrick Henry enough. Now, number three, you don't have to use him up. You don't have to beat him into the ground. You've got Tony Pollard. You've got what you need. You can give him rest. This is the right time. I mean, I cannot believe I'm the only person that thinks this. I can't believe Jerry Jones doesn't think this. I can't believe it has not been mentioned inside that building. I can't believe that Derrick Henry hasn't picked up the phone and said, hey, old man, get me out of here. I just want a chance to win. You give it to me enough, I'll give you some touchdowns, old man. Just give me a chance. The guy deserves it. He deserves to get out. He deserves And Jerry Jones could put a stake in the ground that if they have success, if it works, it's his. This is like the deal where he could say, I don't want to hear about Jimmy. I don't want to hear about other players. I want, to, I want everyone to know I did this deal. And when I get to that championship game, I get to say I did this deal with Derrick Henry. And Derrick puts his arm around me and loves me because he's going to win too. No one needs a big back. No one needs Derrick Henry more than the Dallas Cowboys. Nobody. Poor Derrick Henry is stuck in running back wasteland. Not with the Cowboys. No way. Nobody needs just for ego and for, you know, the old man doesn't have a whole lot of time left. Nobody, Jerry needs this legacy more than anyone else in the game today. He wants it more than anyone else in the game today. Agree or disagree? Don't tell me. I mean, I'm, you'd give Dak Prescott the bat. Hey, Dak, you're not going to throw it more than 15 times. We are, Dallas beat the Chargers in a game that looked like 1972, correct? Go all 1972, and you'll win. You tell your quarterback, you're probably not going to throw it more than 12 to 15 times, bud. You know what, though? This game is going to go fast. This game is going to stay between the hashes, and we're going to win. And we're going to win because you're throwing it less than 15 times a game. And Jerry Jones gets to say, it's because of me. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right, Smoker Voice. You know what I've discovered? There's not many people that are more clueless about Taylor Swift than me. 
even though I tried to pretend all weekend long with my daughter who went to see the show that I knew what was going on and I kept getting the lyrics wrong and all the other stuff. But that was at least kind of funny and cute for her. But nobody knows less than I do. Uh, nobody knows less pop culture than I do. But I've now discovered someone who knows less about Taylor Swift than me. OJ. I said OJ. Um, you know what's pretty creepy on top of everything else that OJ does? OJ, I don't know. Isn't it extra creepy when OJ talks about women? I mean, you just find it, uh, everything he says is creepy. Um, apparently OJ is like a guest on a show now. I was unaware of this. I thought we had a deal that we were going to run the show Common Sense with OJ or I'll Kill You. But OJ now is a guest on a show. It's everyone's giggling, which is a little awkward to hear OJ, you know, giggle at OJ is tough. So, and I don't know why they can't get OJ on the mic. Um, memo to people giggling about OJ on your talk show. You may want to have the microphone turned on, but I don't know if you can hear any of this. Whatever this show is called, where OJ is a regular guest. What is the name of the show? Oh, it is what it is, or you'll die with OJ. Um, the name of the show is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is with OJ. Um, okay, so they decide they're going to talk about Taylor Swift, and of course OJ's there. So why not giggle? Oh, did you see where Brittany <laughs> Mahomes and um, um, Taylor Swift chest bump? Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> what did you think of that? Other, I didn't know who the other girl was, but hey, I thought it was uh, interesting. You know, just like <laughs> you, I was thinking the same thing you were thinking. <laughs> the other girl was <laughs> Mahomes' wife, by the way. Uh, the bombolas were sitting each other, you know. No turn on. That's what I get uh, thinking. Cut off her head. Uh, I'll stab all of you too. Huh? Why are you people laughing all the time? And why can't you get OJ on mic? What are you doing all day? Can you not get him on the mic? Can you not stop this great show of ah, and just say, let's, OJ, can we get your mic on? Why do you think it's so funny that OJ is talking about these women? Ah, is he going to stab them in the face? What the hell's wrong with this group? What is it? Is what it is, sir. Wait. Is what it is. The giggle show. OJ talks, we giggle. That's it. I don't know who OJ didn't know. He didn't know Taylor Swift or he didn't know Brittany Mahomes. I'm not sure which one. Like, I don't want to agree with OJ too much, particularly what he's talking about when he's perving out on women and talking about cutting off their heads or whatever he's doing. That's making the other hosts, including the female hosts, go, ha, that's so funny, OJ. You're funny when you talk about killing people. You're hilarious, man. If we just had you on mic, this show would rock. Say it again, OJ. Talk about killing people some more so we can giggle. It's hilarious, man. But I don't know which one he didn't know. I have to say this. Again, not to agree with OJ. I'm not going to condone stabbing people. But I might stab myself if I see that clip again of them chest bumping. Oh. It has crossed over. The Taylor Swift 
skybox celebrations it, it's crossed over okay it's now fully crossed over it's um it's crossed over into nauseating land it's just it's nauseating i'm not gonna go oj i'm not saying we have to kill people over this okay i'm not gonna do what that show does it says oj kill some people we'll laugh oj where's your knife ha how do you slice a throat oj ha but it is stop please please is there another broadcast of a chiefs game that we can start to watch is there another, there's like a non-Taylor Swift. You know who's more in, irritating than Taylor Swift now? Whoever, what's his, Patrick Mahomes, why, whatever her name is, Brittany, Ed knows her story. She's even more irritating. You don't do anything, lady, except hold Chanel bags. None of that, I get it. None of that justifies OJ, perv out on these women and talk about killing them. Ha, ha, let's giggle some more. Giggle really loudly and it makes the show great. Make sure you check out the Jeff Ward Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.